0: Hello and welcome to the Armenian News Network, Grung. I'm Aspet Bedrosyan, and I'm here with my Grung co-hosts, Katya Peltekian and Hovig Manucharyan. This episode was recorded on June 9, 2023. Over the past few months, information keeps surfacing that there are inappropriate real estate transactions on the part of the Armenian Patriarch of Jerusalem, which might be compromising the millennia-long legacy and heritage of the Armenian community in the Holy Lands. In this Conversations on Grung episode, we'll talk about this issue with Hagop Jernazian, who is an activist and lives in Jerusalem. He studies international relations and Middle East studies at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Hello and welcome to the show, Hagop. Hello. Hi, how are you?
1: Uh, Hi, Hagop. I'm asked usually about the Jerusalem Armenians because I'm from the region my parents were. So many of us don't know much about the actual history of the Armenian presence in Jerusalem, And about the Armenian quarter specifically, can you give us a very brief history of how the Armenian quarter came to be? Maybe follow up what's the Armenian population in Jerusalem and then maybe the parts. We keep hearing Goveru but there are different, not neighborhood, but, uh, you know, different parts of the quarter that you can give us description, please.
2: Of course. First of all, I would like to thank you for giving me this opportunity to be your host. Um, so, as you asked, uh, the Armenian presence in Jerusalem dates back to the fourth century. And today, uh, the, um, the number of uh, the Armenian community is not more than 1,000 Armenians living in uh, Jerusalem. Unfortunately, since 1967, and let's say since 1948, many Armenians immigrated from Jerusalem and from other areas in the Holy Land. And now uh, the number is only 1,000 Armenians living in um, Jerusalem. So uh, the Armenian Quarter is one of the four quarters in the Old City and is the smallest quarter. Today, as you can hear and read from many articles, we have the Goveru land, uh, which is being uh, leased uh, for 99 um, years. Beside the Govurubardes, which is located inside the quarter, we have also the St. James Monastery, Uh, which is inside the the quarter where you can find the St. James Church, St. Tarkmanchad's school, the Hojechmen and the Homenetmen Club, uh, the JABU Club, uh, the Mardigyan Museum, uh, the Gulbengyan Library, and uh, many other institutions located inside the Armenian convent. And around the Armenian convent, there are many Armenian families uh, that they live, which is called the Armenian uh, Quarter.
0: Hagop, we hear of the occasional spitting on Armenian priests now and then by Jewish extremists. We witnessed attacks on the Armenian church and on an Armenian business, I think, earlier this year. How are the relations between the Armenians and the Israelis in general?
2: Yes, so uh, for many years, we as Armenians living in Jerusalem, we witnessed physical attacks on our uh, clergy. And not on our clergy, but also against uh, young people or community members. Uh, in the past few months, unfortunately, we are witnessing more uh, attacks, uh, physical or spittings, on our clergy and community members. Uh, the reason is because today in in Israel, the current government is, I think, uh, since the since the establishment of Israel, is the far right wing uh, government. So this government uh, looks; it looks like they, it gives uh, the uh, the ability or the opportunity to those extremist uh, Jews or settlers uh, to attack uh, minorities, and especially in uh, the old uh, city. The Armenian Quarter is the access to uh, Jews to go to the Jewish Quarter or to the Western uh, Wall. And uh, these extremists, they use this place to attack uh, Armenians or to attack Christians, not only in the past few months, but unfortunately since uh, 1967. And uh, coming to the relations between Armenians and Israelis, we have uh, relations with all uh, communities and groups in Jerusalem and uh, in the whole land. With some, we have good relations, uh, with some, we have negative relations, but we uh, try to maintain our relations with all the necessary and with all the relevant uh, people.
1: I have noticed that uh, the attacks on the Armenians have intensified this year, and it's not just uh, spitting or hitting, it's now slogans or, and trying to take down the flag from the patriarchal roof. And then I think there's, there was a restaurant as well that was attacked, an Armenian restaurant. So as you said, maybe it's because of the government. And the, from what I'm reading, the people are giving up. They're not calling the police anymore because the police is not doing anything, right? Uh, I mean, yes. has so, there been a complaint or uh, a specific court or something? Or? So
2: Yes. Uh, unfortunately, for years, we tried reaching uh, the police. For some cases, they did uh, some things. And in some cases, they just closed the case uh, and instead taking all the necessary steps against these uh, people. We are not giving up. We continue to defend the uh, our uh, area and our rights in this uh, place in Jerusalem. And yes, as you mentioned, it's not just uh, spitting, it's coming, it's becoming a physical uh, attack on people and trying to take down the flag of the patriarchate and attacking on uh, uh, shops. Uh, I mean, uh, it's something that becoming a regular uh, thing, unfortunately, and not only on Armenians, but Christians and uh, non-Jews.
0: Hagob, how is the Patriarch of Jerusalem appointed or elected? What is the process in general?
2: Yes, so uh, the process is Armenian Patriarch is elected by the St. James Brotherhood. The St. James uh, Brotherhood is the brotherhood of the Armenian Patriarchate and they elect the Armenian Patriarch. The role of the Armenian Patriarch is for life and they elect each Patriarch after the death of the previous one. Uh, we have today uh, around 30 uh, members of the St. James uh, Brotherhood. And uh, yeah, people, I mean, uh, members of the community are not allowed to uh, elect any patriarch here. It's not mm. like uh, in Etchmiadzin or in uh, Constantinople or in um, Antelias.
0: So there's no lay uh, participation in the election? No. Interesting. Is the Patriarchate of Jerusalem autonomous from Hmiazin Is it completely autonomous? Yes.
2: The, the Armenian Patriarchate of Jerusalem is not under the jurisdiction of Hmiazin or Antelias, but is considered as Echmiadz Nagan. Okay. But uh, again, uh, the Patriarch is the one who decides is is uh, not under the jurisdiction of uh, Hmiazin or Antelias. But yes, we are considered as H.M.Y.A.D. Snagan Atur.
0: Okay.
1: Just a clarification for for our audience. So what's the role of the King of Jordan and the president of the Palestinian authorities in, in this setup? Because they are the ones who recognize the patriarch, right?
2: Yes, you're absolutely right. Any patriarch in Jerusalem needs to have the recognition of King of Jordan, the president of Palestine, and the state of Israel. These three governments should recognize any patriarch, the Armenian patriarch and the Greek patriarch. And without their recognition, uh, the patriarch cannot have uh, uh, his uh, job properly.
1: So the Jordanian and the Palestinian authorities have withdrawn the recognition of the patriarch, and he cannot sign, his signature is no more recognized?
2: Yes, so, he's not a recognized uh, patriarch by King uh, of Jordan. Uh, and it is very important to mention that the King of Jordan is the custodian of the holy sites uh, in Jerusalem. That means his recognition is very important. And uh, he is still a patriarch because, uh, at the end, the brotherhood uh, elects him, and the brotherhood to take him uh, down if they uh, will to do it if this is uh, their will but uh, so far he's not recognized he can't sign any contracts in jordan and palestine and his uh, signature is not uh, recognized uh, at all it affects a lot on his job and uh, uh, and his uh, work as patriarch and uh, the brotherhood should uh, take it into consideration
0: hagop can you tell us a little bit about this contract with which the patriarchate has reportedly granted a 99-year lease for Goveru Bardez, to an Israeli company that is allegedly going to build a hotel there?
2: Yes, of course. So the lease of the 99 uh, years of the Goveru Bardez, the historical Armenian garden, was signed back In uh, July uh, 2021, we do heard uh, many rumors regarding leasing uh, of uh, the land, but unfortunately, only two months ago, the community discovered that not only the Goveru Bardes, the Armenian garden, is included in the deal, but also some other areas surrounding uh, this uh, land. The contract was signed by Patriarch Nurhan Manugyan, Archbishop Sevan Gharidyan, and Defrocked Father Barat Yeretsyan. These three signed an illegal uh, lease. When I say an illegal lease is because uh, the constitution, the bylaws of the Armenian Patriarchate of Jerusalem, forbids to assign any 99-year lease. And the maximum period of time you can lease a property or any other uh, real estate is 49 uh, years And uh, those who should sign the contract are very different. The patriarch by himself or uh, Archbishop Sevan Garibian or the Father Barretz cannot sign it without the confirmation of the Holy Synod, which is um, the, uh, let's say, executive committee of the Patriarchate Mm -hmm. and the General Assembly of the Brotherhood. These two meetings should approve any lease or any uh, agreement. But unfortunately, the patriarch violated the constitution of the patriarchate by not bringing the contract to discussion in these uh, meetings. So as for now, we know that the Australian Jewish businessman, which his name is Danny Rothman, will uh, build a seven-star hotel. But uh, two months ago, we discovered that I personally, I saw the project, the market, which shows you what is the plan. I saw that it's not going to be a hotel. The plan is to build a new neighborhood, new uh, houses, apartments, swimming pools, gardens, and uh, houses. Mm -hmm. And the Patriarchate uh, said two years ago that we leased the land in order to build a seven-star hotel. But now it's the opposite uh, from what they uh, announced.
0: So what you're saying, Hagop, is that they're planning to build an entire neighborhood which could change the profile of the Armenian quarters. Yes,
2: yes. So, um, I mean, it's not going to, they're not planning to build any hotel. This is from what we know and what we saw. And it is very important to mention that uh, we know so far that 11,500 square meters were leased, which means the Goverubardes, the Armenian garden, the whole of the theological seminary, the garden of the Patriarch. The private parking lot of the patriarch and the five houses of five Armenian families all are included in the deal. That's why today the community and the entire Armenian world is engaged in this uh, lease.
0: Does it mean that those structures are going to be destroyed?
2: To be honest, I really don't know what what is the plan, what are they planning to do. But in the upcoming uh, few weeks, we will start to know and we we'll start to understand much better what is uh, the final plan.
1: Sorry, Hagob, did you say the seminary is also included in this contract?
2: Yes, one part of the seminary is included in the contract.
1: The first time we heard about this, it came from Father Barret, that the patriarch has signed something that was, I think, a year or two ago. So he spilled the beans in the beginning. And now he's saying that the patriarch knew and the patriarch says, no, I didn't know what I was signing. Uh, All this blame game. Um, What are your thoughts about that, Hago?
2: I personally, I can tell you one thing. Any contract that uh, needs to be signed uh, must be signed by the patriarch himself. And uh, Father Barrett cannot sign any contract without the agreement of the patriarch or the agreement of the Holy uh, Synod. It is very important that they will all agree on it and uh, when father barret is saying that the patriarch knew yes the patriarch knew what he is signing maybe maybe father barret lied to him in parts of the contract but in general in general the patriarch knew that he is leasing the entire area of the goveru martes i mean both cannot blame each other because both knew what is included in the contract and both were part of the negotiations.
1: And then last year there was a committee that included people from the Jordanian government, the Palestinian government and from Armenia, is that correct? And they were supposed to look into this tribe. So what's the role, what have they done during this year? So many months have passed since the formation of that committee.
2: The Palestinians, I would like to mention here that the Palestinians, they were following on this issue for two years. It's not something new. And for two years, they were trying to reach the patriarch to have a meeting with him and to ask from him to revoke the contract before coming to this uh, stage. Okay. And the patriarch never answered to their uh, letters. Unfortunately, Father Barat Yeretian, answered in a very disrespectful way to their uh, letters. And the Palestinians uh, decided to visit uh, the Republic of Armenia back in uh, December 2021. They visited the Republic of Armenia uh, to discuss this issue with the, the former president, Armen Sarkisian. They met the foreign affairs uh, minister and they met the Catholicos and they asked from them to intervene and to take all the necessary uh, steps. And they received the confirmation of uh, Armenia and Jordan to form uh, a committee of Jordan, Palestine, and Armenia. This committee had uh, four meetings. Two weeks ago, it wasn't their first meeting. It was their fourth meeting, and they are working on it. But at the end, the patriarch is the one to sign, and the patriarch is the one to revoke the contract. They, as countries, they can pressure him to do so.
1: So the Palestinian authorities have been sending him letters the, to the patriarch, and the patriarch has not been responding. And the Palestinian authorities uh, they implied that this was their last letter, or else that was the implication. Yes. And they haven't done much after that. I can tell you one thing. It's not only
2: not only the Palestinians tried to reach the patriarch, but also the Jordanians uh, tried to reach uh, the patriarch. For three times in the past one year, the Jordanians and the Palestinians sent a joint uh, delegation to the patriarch. They met him twice. And twice they asked from him to sign a paper confirming that he will not sign any new illegal lease in the old city of uh, Jerusalem. And twice he refused to sign uh, this paper. So the second time when the Palestinians and the Jordanians saw that the Patriarch is not willing to take this step to revoke the contract or to promise them that he will not sign any future lease, they uh, took this important decision. It is important to mention that it's the first time in the history of Jerusalem that Jordan and Palestine are freezing the recognition of a patriarch. Unfortunately, we Armenians are the first one to have a patriarch which its recognition from both governments is frozen, unfortunately.
0: Hagop, does the retraction of the patriarch's recognition by the king of Jordan and the president of the Palestinian Authority mean that he no longer has the authority to sign agreements on behalf of the Patriarchate?
2: Yes, he can't sign any leases in Palestine and Jordan. He can't sign any papers, documents, anything, any action or any, pay, any the paper. Any legal action, Palestine. you mean?
0: Yes. So the patriarch's legitimacy relies on these recognitions? Yes, Okay that is an important point to make.
1: It, it came a bit late. Had they done this a year ago probably they would have said they something. warned him, they warned him twice.
2: I mean they had they had a, uh, diplomatic ways to reach him. Uh, they had a process to do and unfortunately he refused and unfortunately he never answered to their uh, request. So when they saw that this person is not uh, willing to withdraw the signature or to protect. I mean, you are the protector of the Rabinian quarter and, and Christian presence in Jerusalem. So when they saw that this is this is not the right person, they took this decision.
0: Hagop, what is the process or is there a process to get the patriarch to resign? Is there a way to impeach him, for example?
2: The only people who can impeach him are the priests, the members of the St. James Brotherhood. We as a community, we can demand and we can uh, pressure. But at the end, the constitution of the patriarchate says that they can take him down off the throne by voting. The vote should be done by the members of the Brotherhood.
0: Has there been a request for him to resign? Yes. There has? Okay. By whom? We
2: as a community, as a community... I don't want to speak on behalf of the entire community, but many people during protests mentioned in their speech that it's time for you to resign.
0: Hagop, can you tell us a little bit about the regular protests that you have been leading in Jerusalem on this issue?
2: Yes, of course. So we as the Jerusalemite Armenian community, we are organizing weekly demonstrations in the main courtyard of the St. James uh, Convent, which in Armenian we call it the Medz Agh. And around a few hundred uh, Armenians attend uh, these uh, demonstrations. We have uh, speeches and then we walk to uh, the Goveru Bardes and uh, sing uh, Armenian national uh, songs. And uh, we started to organize these uh, protests right after the decision to defrock Bader Barat Yeritsyan. And uh, after discovering that the houses and the seminary is included uh, in uh, the deal.
0: Does the movement have wide support inside the community?
2: Yes, the community supports the movement. And it is important to mention that the leaders of the movement are the young members of the community. The power that leads these demonstrations are the young people, uh, and they are doing this change.
0: What do you hope to achieve with the movement? What are your concerns with the contract?
2: We have two demands. We demand from the Patriarch to withdraw his signature, to revoke the contract immediately, and to show us uh, the map. And to show us the contract and um, to revoke it uh, immediately. These are our two demands and uh, we hope to achieve it by continuing the pressure uh, on him by organizing these uh, demonstrations. And now that the lawyers will arrive in Jerusalem in a few days and will have meetings, these steps will also help us.
0: But what is your concern if the contract actually goes forward?
2: If we lose this land, I mean, the Goveru if you visit in the future Jerusalem, the Goveru is a big plot of land. And uh, we are losing today the area from the wall of the old city to the wall of the police station. There is a police station and the entire area is uh, 17,000 square uh, meter. And we are losing 11,500 square meter. If we lose this area, we lose 25% of the entire uh, size of the Armenian quarter. And uh, the Goveru is not just a plot of land. The Goveru Bardes is called also the historical Armenian garden, which both centuries ago by the Armenian nation, the Armenian nation for years uh, have donated to the Armenian Patriarchate in order to allow or to help financially the Armenian Patriarchate to buy these properties and other areas, and if we lose this uh, plot of land, uh, we may not be able to call the Armenian quarter in the future uh, Armenian quarter because it will be a mixed neighborhood. I mean, we have we need to, we have to be proud having a quarter only for ourselves. I mean, the Armenian quarter is one of the four quarters in the old city, and we Armenians were known as people who defend their quarter, defend their uh, presence, fight for their presence. Our presence here dates back to the fourth century. And it is important to know that if we lose this land, people will immigrate from the old city and we will not have our daily life here. Our school, our daily, the only daily school, which is the Tarkmanjat school will most probably in the upcoming years will close its uh, doors. Our clubs, the community centers would not be able to organize uh, weekly events or gatherings because, because people will start to immigrate from the old city. No one wants to live in an area which is a mixed neighborhood and uh, to witness more discrimination and uh, attack. I mean, the Amin quarter is an integral part of the old city and it should be and it should stay uh, like this. Uh, we know that the uh, policy of Judaization is very much in the news. Is there any fear that, you know, this, let's say worst case that this lease goes through, is there any fear that the real motivation of the people taking over would be to, you know, to hope eventually to convert it into a permanent, uh, essentially permanent capture of Armenian land? Maybe by changing the status quo on the ground uh, for 100 years, 100 years later, there won't even be an issue, especially making it de de jure 100 years, but de facto uh, now.
1: In 100 years, it will be abandoned. So no one is going to demand that the contract is up.
0: You'll have an Armenian quarters without any Armenians. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) I mean, if now we are fighting for our presence
2: with 1,000 Armenians, who knows what will happen in uh, 100 uh, years? This is our fear. I mean, who signs a contract for 99 years, especially in the city of Jerusalem, where everyone is fighting for any piece of land. I mean, we own a quarter in uh, Jerusalem, in the old city of Jerusalem, and we have to do everything to protect it. And now putting settlers in the Armenian quarter will threaten the Armenian presence and will affect and will change the, the status quo on ground. So this is our uh, fear.
1: Hagop, uh, there is the president of the National Christian Coalition of the Holy Land. Uh, his name is Dimitri Deliani, uh, yes. if I'm not mistaken. He has said that from the Palestinian point of view, this is treason. And from a peace activist point of view, this undermines possible solution to the conflict. I'm going to ask a question, if it's treason, do you think the Palestinian Authority would take the Patriarch to court and sentence him for treason or whatever, sue him for? Uh,
2: I, do, I, do, I do agree with uh, Mr. Dimitri Diliani on both things that uh, it will affect the uh, peace uh, process between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And I do agree that it is a reason because you can't sell any land or lease any land because these lands at the end belong to the Armenian uh, nation. And the the Armenian nation should decide the future of these uh, properties and not uh, one uh, person. So I do agree on both things. Uh, regarding your uh, question if the Palestinians will uh, take the patriarch to court, um, I can't really answer on this uh, question because I don't really know what are the decisions being made by the Palestinian side.
1: A final question about the demonstration. Are other Palestinians joining you or it's just purely Armenian demonstration?
2: Most of the people who are attending the demonstrations are are, are Armenians, but there are also Arab Christians and Palestinians that they support us and they attend the demonstrations, yes. Thank you, Hagop.
0: Okay, Hagop, we are going to try and keep up with you throughout this topic and see how it progresses. This is an important one for all of our uh, Armenian world.
2: Thank you very much. You're absolutely right. And I'm always ready to raise. My voice, and not only my voice, but also the voice of my friends who are working with me in order to uh, protect uh, the Armenian presence and quarter in Jerusalem. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Hago. Thank you. Thank you. you.
2: Have a nice day and have a nice evening for uh, those who live in the Middle East. Have a
1: safe evening, Hago.
0: Okay. That was our show. We hope you found it informative. Please find us on social media and follow us, like us, subscribe to us, and so on. You can find our links on our profile pages. Thanks and talk to you soon.